Okay? And I believe we all need to add to ourselves. In other words, we need to be better at whatever God's given us to do. And we need to grow in that. But that's addition. When, it, when we talk about the cross, Jesus talks about multiplication. He don't talk about addition. He don't talk about me getting to be a better preacher or better pastor. I need to go to, you know, pastor's conferences and read books on how to preach and learn how to speak better and all those things. But see, all that is, all that will do is add to me. And what really God is looking for in the cross is this heart to go out towards others. Because that's really the only way we can be multiplied. Are y'all with me on this? Are you sure? Because if we really want to be kingdom people, we're going to have to go to the cross. There's going to have to be a death in us, a dying. You can never multiply if there's not a death. If you ain't carrying those marks of death. See, she's got these marks of death on her ministry. That's really what she has. She's carrying those marks. And I really believe, I'm not saying this just because this is my wife. I'm saying this. I've had a ringside seat and been able to watch it in my life. I've been able to watch to see what God is doing. And see, this is what I see. I see more of a mother than a worship leader. A spiritual mother. And really, that's what God's looking for. He's looking for spiritual mothers and spiritual fathers who want to look to other people and impart something into them that they would be able to come into what God has for them. Just like any good parent looks at their children and says, I want my child to, to grow up and be whatever. And, that, and they go about in their life trying to help them get to that place. But you can't have that kind of heart unless you go into the grave. And leave what's supposed to be left behind in there. That was what was those ten years in her life was all about as far as music was concerned. Because she had to go into the grave, and when God decided it's time to come out of the grave, what's going to come out is not just for you to be good, not just for you to do it, but there's going to come this heart in you that's going to reach outside yourself to other people. And that's really what the gospel's all about. That's what Jesus, that was his example. He said in Matthew 25, he talks about the parable of the talents. You know, he gave people the talents. And one guy just wanted to hold on to what he had. He didn't want to do anything with it. He didn't invest it. And I can hear the Lord saying to Becky this, Hey, and this is in eternity, Nashville's yours. Nashville's yours because you took that little old bitty talent you had, you developed as best you could, but you invested that talent in others. You gave away what you had. You didn't have a heart just for yourself and what you were doing, but you had a heart to impart to other people a heart of worship. Now, it may be junkyard sound. You know what I'm saying? It may just be junkyard. Just like I'm, I mean, I'm sort of the junkyard preacher, but I don't feel like I've reached that yet. I feel like what God wants to do is release this kind of heart into us. But the heart comes in the grave. The heart comes when you have the mark of death on you. So you're not going to have that thing on you as long as you ain't going through the grave. And whatever comes out is of God. And everything else that was left in there needed to stay in there because it's worthless as far as the kingdom of God is concerned. Are you all with me? This, we're talking about how to practically live. How to practically live. The resurrected life. I believe that's it. I believe it's all my heart. I'm so I'm convinced of it. 
And I believe there's probably others in here who could sit up and tell their story. So here's your thing. Do you want to just be added to? you want to just get better at what, you, what you're doing, what God's called you to do? Or do you want God to use you to multiply? Unless a grain of wheat falls in the ground, it's going to abide alone. If you just, all you want is to get better and do better at what you're doing, whatever God's called you to do, you're going to abide alone ultimately. But if you are willing to go into the grave and let God take away what God wants to take away, wound you, hurt you, and come back out carrying those wounds, carrying those hurts, those are the marks. Not that you're a hurt person, you're healed from them, but they're still there on you. Now, this doesn't mean you're not going to suffer difficulties. You would not believe, I mean, in this church, the stuff that's going on about the resistance from the enemy, about the worship, of the attacks and things that have happened over and over and over against her. And fortunately, you know, it was just more verbal. I mean, Paul had took the beatings physically. I mean, we ain't going to do that now. <laughs> you know? If somebody starts beating on her, they're going to get hurt fast. <laughs> I'm going to get Aaron after him. <laughs> I don't have to do nothing. He's stronger than me. I'll let him take it over to be the baddest guy in the house. All right, let me give you one more. Are y'all with me this morning? This is, this is really the truth what I'm telling you. And I know this is sort of a self-centered, you know, testimony, but it is the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. And if you want to get into the multiplication thing, you've got, you've got to go into the cross. You've got to go into the grave. Now, Listen. She didn't plan it. It wasn't her ideal to do that. God talked to her about it. God planted her in the grave. God rose her up. It wasn't a plan. All right, let me read the last one, Acts 2. The, receiving the marks of power. Let me just read this real quick, and they can get ready for the, for the uh, drama. Yeah, that's it, for the drama. Thank you. Acts 2, verse 32. Did y'all understand what I was talking about just then? All right. This Jesus God has raised up. Everybody say amen. Amen. Of which we are all witnesses. Therefore, everybody say therefore. Therefore. Being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, He poured out this which you now see and hear. That's talking about the Holy Spirit being poured out on the day of Pentecost. So there's this progressive power of the resurrection. There's first, because Jesus died on the cross, what? We get what? Forgiveness of sins, right? That's step one. See, a lot of Christians stop there. Are you a Christian this morning? You stopped at forgiveness of sins. Well, God's forgiven me. God's forgiven me because He died on the cross. If you stop there, you've only, you know, that's not good. I mean, you, know, you need to go on further. God's got more, in other words. There's more for you. All right. Because Jesus rose from the dead, what we're celebrating this morning, resurrection, you can receive new life. Or you have received new life. That's wonderful, right? That's what we're celebrating. We're being born again. We've got this new life that God has given us. But many, this is where most Christians stop. They stop there. They slam on brakes. That's it. I've got my Christian life. I'm born again. I'm going to heaven. My sins are forgiven. But that's still falling short. Of what God has. There's more that God has to give you. And it's the last one. Because Jesus is glorified. Just what it said. You can receive the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit can be poured out. In other words, each one is by faith. You receive forgiveness of sin. By faith, right? You receive the the new life of Christ. By faith, right? 
And the only reason we can receive the Holy Spirit is by faith. Because what? Because Jesus is now sitting on the right hand of the Father. So here's what you can say. In any situation you get in in your life, no matter what it is, you can say, listen, because you're glorified, Jesus, I can receive the power of the Holy Spirit right this moment. Not because of anything I've done, not because I'm in this situation, not because of anything I've said. It's because you have been glorified according to the Bible. You've poured out your Spirit. Now, I ask you to pour out your Spirit in a fresh way on my life. And when we start walking in that kind of authority and that kind of power, we'll become different people. But it's not a matter of us begging God and pleading with God and trying to figure out all this stuff. It's a matter of believing that Jesus is sitting on the right hand of the Father. And because Jesus has set him there, we can and should receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. And so when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, there are going to be things that the world cannot explain. Right? There's going to be stuff that's going to happen. There's no way they could explain all the tongue speaking and rumbling and rambling around that was going on on the day of Pentecost. Don't judge that stuff. And it's always going to be, there's things in our lives that we cannot explain in natural terms. We can only say, this has got to be God. It's got to be God. We don't have to explain them. We don't have to explain when God pours His Spirit out on a person. I know one thing, the behavior of those people changed after this experience with the Lord. Their behavior changed. Read the book of Acts. Their behavior changed. And it's because the Lord was resurrected and went and sat on the right hand of the Father. Our behavior can be altered and changed by this experience. Amen? So, thank you, Lord. The end. Let's have the... the, uh, the play, people. Could I share something?